welcome to another episode of In The Bonus Podcast. We hope you guys are having a great week so far. Um, so, fellas, how's your week been so far? My week went well, man. I ain't been doing nothing crazy. I just got back from hanging out with y'all boys, doing the, the mukbang, or however you guys call it. And that was pretty fun. Uh, that's about it for me, though. Yeah, y'all was getting your muck on? I hear you. Mukbang. 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 <laughs> It was cool, bro. We uh we got it in. We ate we wing stop. Yeah. Yeah, we have more more ranch than wings. Y'all still using that ranch, man? Well no, first off, yeah. Hold up. Cool. (laughs) Bro, you had a chili dog, (laughs) a barbecue plate, (laughs) and hush puppies. Why why'd you need ranch? I had fries too, first off. (laughs) Don't don't try to leave out the one thing that meant the most. So we I had like twelve. Yeah, we had like twelve things of ranch from uh from Wingstop. Yeah, it was yeah. big cups too. It was like that. But if you if you eat cookout, I don't know. That's just the South, right? But if you eat cookout, don't get hot dogs. They trash, and the chili is trash. Um, so don't order those. But you should know, and I didn't even realize that that um, cookout hot dogs is a dollar. That's yeah, they cheap. Why? They a dollar. You can get you a hot dog for ninety nine cent. Whatever you, you can want. probably go to Sonic and get a better hot dog. Yeah, they Sonic, they Sonic got trying to get the, the long county. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they glitch. Sonic be getting that foot long. <laughs> go big, go home, man. <laughs> okay, bro. Uh, Sonic is fire though. Y'all, it y'all is. be. Y'all, are y'all, y'all like the ice cream from Sonic or the, um, or like the slush, the fruit get, joints? I get the slush. slushy, John, bro. You know who put me on that, John, though? Cool. I didn't know about, like, it's a certain time that you go there and get it for a discount. Oh, you know, happy, happy hour. hour. Happy yeah. hour, bro. No, but you put, you put me on that, like, when we was in, like, probably 11th, 12th grade or something like that. Bro, happy hour is it, bro. And they actually got two times. So happy hours is from two to five. But I think it's, like, if you go before... <laughs> 10 o'clock or something. I mean, I guess it's weird to get a slush in the morning, but like if you go before a certain time in the morning too, you can do it. I feel yeah, like when I got when I got older. Oh my fuck, go ahead. Nah, I was just gonna say, bro, you can get a slush whenever, bro. In the morning, that's that's even better, bro. Get get like a slush with your with your breakfast sandwich or something. Come on now. Nah. Imagine like, if they put like some Red Bull in there or something. Would... They do, they do got one like that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh bro, yeah. when I got older, I realized people put liquor in their junk. They put like vodka or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I ain't yeah. even though listen, this is fire. I haven't done this in forever, but getting the green apple slush and putting some uh the crown apple in there, fire. <laughs> fire, bro. I mean, you say what he drunk you prior to drink. Not anymore, no. Hey, matter of fact, shout out to Shara Finner, homeboy from back home. Skates. He, <laughs> my man stay giving us the free slush coupons. The surveys nah, coupons. He just gave me free slushes, bro. Just bring them <laughs> on out, Sharad. Bro, I don't nah, want to so, fill out nothing. Now, sometimes yeah. you got to do a survey, man, to keep my man rolling. That's right. Um, he got a podcast too, um, called The Vent. So y'all check that out as well. Shout out um, to the Vent and Sharad. But ain't it crazy? Because since then, I haven't seen people really skate like that. I don't think no. they skate no more. I don't think. Well, I don't know if it was a requirement before. We might have to ask him, yo. Sherrod, if you listen and drop it in the comments, bro. Like, it's it's like none of the Sonics is like skating no more. But before, I don't I don't know if it was a requirement, but like I know you like most of the time you would look stupid if you was just walking your joint out. Yeah, you look you look the, like yeah. 
and and think about that though but that's weird that because you know in most restaurants they you supposed to have like non non-slip shoes right but they just be skating in and out could the kitchen right there sign it mm-hmm. so like bro what was the rules on that with the health department and stuff bro that's probably why they got rid of the uh it's more like a say it's probably more like an osha thing it's probably they probably got too many people hurting themselves on skates to be honest with you I, it don't take nothing if you fall over and try to catch yourself you can break your arm bro right but you, you, work as you, fall, you fall into somebody's car like you uh-huh. just slip because you know i had a lot of people run up on the door like hey mm-hmm. people uh, i'd be mad but get off my car bro what <laughs> you touching on my whip for ah if i fail that'll be the day i quit <laughs> like, I couldn't even do it no more. I check out whatever time in my shift. If and I you fail, drunk, like everything that you food, had in your hand, everything, all the food, bro. That's the day I quit. I wonder so, if they charge you for food you drop. <laughs> they can't, bro. They shouldn't. That'd be wrong. And they still don't got a sonic and Durham. I don't. I don't understand it. Do they now got a sonic and Durham? No, bro. Think about it. Think about it right now, bro. There's no sonic and Durham. There never, isn't. Never has been. That's weird. Never. And they got it in like small towns, even like out like ideal. Night they got one in Creedmoor. Bruh, exactly. There's there's none in Durham, bro. I thought yeah. about I thought about Nick when he called us this uh weekend. I was like, we should open one up. <laughs> hey man. Hey, hey, it would be a good op- if we could, if we could afford it, I bet you it'd be a good entrepreneurial venture. But me and Trey think there's some conspiracy why. Durham don't got a sign. It can't just be anybody thought of. Maybe maybe Jimmy's hot dogs doesn't want them to come to town. I or like the CEO of, of Sonic. So his you ex-wife live with we, Sonic. I, and I ain't done no research, but like, you know, for all we know, they they went to Jordan or Riverside or something, got picked on. They like, I'll never go back to Durham. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ever. Yeah, no, I, I I honestly think what this area needs, if if I wonder how you can get into it, like if we can get like a finder's fee, they need to open an amusement park in North Carolina, like on Eastern North Carolina somewhere, bro. They could make millions. Cause like, so this weekend it was um my oldest son's birthday, he turned seven. Well, today is his birthday, but we were celebrating over the weekend. And um we went to Frankie's Fun Park and it was packed, people out the door, like waiting in the line to get in because it was like over capacity. And, um, you know, because of COVID before it wouldn't have been an issue, but now it was. And then we went to try to go to this place called Up Air Trampoline Park. That was slammed, packed full. They only were accepting certain walk-ins. It's like, bruh, an amusement park would be crazy. Like I know, like so many people are at home, they're looking for some type of entertainment. You imagine when like Carowinds and Kings Dominion, like what type of numbers they'll be doing. Like, yeah, it'll be limited, but they could like project what their sales are. I don't know, it could be more controlled. Everybody trying to get out of the house. That's trying to be tough though. Cause even like Disney had had a time when COVID hit as far as like staying open and stuff. Like they was in a rush to open back up. So I don't even know how uh, like Carowinds, Carowinds is, is the only one in North Carolina, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that's all the way out in the West. Isn't that like a <clears throat> Bush Gardens or something like that? In North nah, Carolina? No. It's like, oh, it's, it was like a Six Flags. Like, nah, it's a Kings Dominion. Kings Dominion. Like, yeah. 
He's in mean in Virginia. That's still three hours from here. Three or yeah. four hours. That's like closer yeah. to what? Uh, Richmond? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I go past it every time I come on. There was a time I actually did research and I was like, I looked to see how much, like you could profit $33 million from a theme park and you would need a certain amount of acreage. Like if you had like a hundred acres, you could have a theme park. Um, I like think that's, that's something you can't just say casual though. Well, yeah. what, here's why I say, I say <laughs> casual. Acres. Listen, so my idea was like, what if I could go to like farm owners who have like this land that's just sitting idle or fallow or whatever, and just be like, hey, look, we could go to Paramount or whoever and say, hey, man, y'all want to build a park here? We'll let you use this land. Y'all could buy this portion. I get like a finder's fee. I just want a humble 5%. That ain't enough for me <laughs> to ask the farmers. Yeah, like a finder's fee, like whatever they get off of that, I get 5%. So would you be mad if after you asked, they was like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. And then they went and did it. And it goes up, yeah. I'd be, I'd be teed off, boy. <laughs> I'd be hot. But no, I don't yeah. even think they'd be down for that, bro. Cause but by the time, like, if you think about it, say say the uh um the amusement park opened up, but by the time, especially if it did well, think about the developments that they would probably just want to extend. Like, we want to buy your farm for a parking lot. Like, so I just I'd rather well, plant some BS. <laughs> in well, the, no, in I, well, no, well, well, you know, the government already pays them subsidies not to grow stuff. Mm-hmm. And um something when and it's then, not a it, season. No, like just because there might be a surplus, like maybe they're growing something. They'd be like, "We don't. All right, oh, like we want you to. We to want you to grow it? this. Oh, we want you to grow this because we need this more than anything." So then they'll give them like a government kickback. But um, I'm like, shoot, you might as well like, I don't know, like during COVID, farmers took a big hit too, like a real big hit. So I don't know. I think it would just be a really good idea, especially for Eastern North Carolina, because there's literally nothing out there. I just, just to be honest, there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, Emerald Point. Where? Greensboro. That, that's 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 Greensboro. I'm talking about East, like Rocky Mountain, I mean, Nashville. It's, it ain't it ain't that big. It's just like any other state. You give no, people a chance to travel. You know, so I want to go across the street to to king's dominion i want to get out get away yeah but some people they want to they want to be able to go and have fun but stay within you know the restrictions of travel like they only want to go like two hours because i was like bro they open that up you know how many jobs that will open it would have teenagers something to do like it's a lot of it's a lot of historical land out east though especially like going towards the the coast too like with all the all the lighthouses the beaches even like as far as Rocky Mountain, like all them historical districts, like in them little towns and stuff, it's just, I'm sure they're untouchable. Like you can't just go in there and, and break down stuff. You know where I would put it? I would put it right there in Nashville. <laughs> I would, I would put it right, cause there's I like- Spring Hope. <laughs> bruh, somewhere where there's just like acres upon acres of open land and they ain't doing nothing. And like, I've seen it years upon years and it's not doing anything. Just turn it into something, develop it into something. Build up the East. It's like they're doing nah, the Piedmont. Look, yeah, I give it, I give it like three years. Yo, you put it in Nashville, y'all know all the kids from Rocky Mount will be going just to walk around the theme park. Don't even ride nothing. Just go walk around, see who they yeah, see. You right. <laughs> they see somebody. It's gonna be the Triangle <laughs> Town Center. 
It's gonna be gold knees right. crossing. Go. That's what I was about to say. Like as many people, I wanna. I wish we could get like percentages on it. How well them businesses did, like in contrast to the amount of traffic that was there every weekend of people just not buying nothing, just walking around. Well, it's halfway between New York. Rocky Mountain is halfway between New York and Jacksonville, Florida. So mm-hmm. you know, it could it would be a good stop. It would be a road trip, like. People just pass through Rocky Mountain. Don't nobody stop to do nothing. And it, I feel like it would bring, uh, it would generate money for the area and it would help build it up. So, hey, I don't know. I don't, I don't spill the beans now. So, yeah. Cool. cool. You I used to always talk about opening up a theme park, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Bro, <laughs> I think it's hard because Black people just, like, we talk about land ownership. We just don't own a lot. And so I feel like that leverage is just against us, you know, like even in other industries, like the movie industry, you think about like Ice Cube and Warner Brothers going at it. Right. Have y'all y'all heard about that story? Oh, yeah. About the Friday. They won't let yeah, him, well, well, they won't let him make it. That's about as much as I know is that they just won't let him make it. Right. I don't right. know why. So I, I don't know the the whole story about why, but from the gist of what I heard is that they won't make it, right? He's pushing to make, he had started on it previously, I think before Pops even died, but now they've decided not to make it. Do y'all know any more details on why? That's about all that I know as well. But just the fact that, I mean, it's his baby, like that's his his project. I mean, of course he had people backing, but uh, it's his project and he can't even put a product out. That's That's sad, that's why ownership is so important. It is, it is. And it kind of makes me think of, it's it's kind of debatable though. And this is, cause you know, you think about rappers who first get in the game, right? And they get these horrible deals. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of torn in between because you have some rappers who get bad deals and they're, they're taken advantage of, right? But then on the other side of the spectrum, is there such thing as a bad deal if it makes you famous, right? Um, and if you never got that deal, would you even be, have the leverage, you know, to even expand your career and make more money in the future? Um, I know, I think, what, what's my boy name? Uh, Romeo Daddy? Master, Master P. Master P. Master P. So he, I don't really know his story well, but I hear like he kind of changed the game when it came to how rappers looked at contracts in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He most definitely did. He so, went. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I know uh, he he paid like ten thousand just to talk to Michael Jackson's lawyer to figure out how to like get the best deal he can get. And uh, I don't remember exactly what he did, but he got like one of the most prominent contracts in hip hop history. Well, at that time, so mm. yeah, he pretty much has ownership of all his stuff at this point. Uh, unlike a lot of rappers these days. Yeah. And it's sad. You look at rappers, you look at, we talked about Ice Cube, Dave Chappelle was real big in the, right. in the media. It's it's unfortunate. And you really don't know the level. You know, you never know. I guess they do a better job than we can in seeing the potential, right? Because if somebody come up to us right now and say, look, we want to give y'all $5 million to host this podcast on this network, we probably wouldn't think twice about it. What time right? to come on? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, 
for all we know, it could be worth a billion dollars in five years, and we still get five million dollars. Yeah. And so, do you do you guys now? Do you think that you know because the entity puts in the 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 marketing and actually makes it big, is that fair, or how how do you guys look at just these deals in general in all industries? Um, I feel like it's kind of like a double-edged sword because you don't have the expenses starting out so you got to go to the studio or whoever the the corporation to get going but it's it sucks because then you feel like okay they're taking away my creative process you know they're taking away you know my ownership in that sense um to be able to create you know however i want to create so i i it's it is it's messed up like Friday, when he first started Friday, he took it out of his own pocket. And then I think from after that, um, he got partnered up with the studios. But now telling him that he can't make it when we all know it's what the people want. No matter no matter what, people are going to see it. I think it is messed up. So I know there are a few entrepreneurs out there who have kind of stepped out on faith. I know Kev on stage has been a big one. He started an app, a digital app. Um, do you guys think in general that entrepreneurs get enough support from the black community? I don't. Not at all. I feel like we kind of discussed it before. Like a lot of times you see like black people, they might try to support you, but a lot of times they're quick to be like, can I get a discount? Cause you my homie or something like that. I don't feel like that's support. Like you wouldn't go to Ralph Lauren and be like, hey, can I get a discount? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't do that. But just because he's your same complexion or you feel like you know him, you'll be like, let me get a discount. Like, I wouldn't go to Nick and be like, let me get a hoodie for, for a discount. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not right. Like, I want you to make your money. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know, bro. I don't I don't know why we don't support each other as much as we support. I'm not going to say the, the next, as much as we support the next person. I don't know why we do that. It's sad, though. I'm not going to say this is the main problem. I believe it's a big issue, though. I feel like certain, like, uh, name brands and everything are, like, deeply rooted, you know, into people's, like, what they want and what they go for. And I feel like that plus, a, like, a, a ego pride thing, you know. Oh, I, I see all the big names wearing this. You know, I see them wearing that. And they don't care about nothing else because all they they care about things that what people uh, are known are subjected to as far as like celebrities and stuff like who in the world is going to choose that no one no one ever seen J. Cole wear my my homeboy's sweatshirts like no one ever seen you know in that aspect and I, I feel like that's that is why like if if so say if your friends uh stuff supposed to like get big or whatever they would then be like oh are you getting a little buzz now like i'm gonna support you when in all reality they should have been uh supporting them from the jump i mean that's just my look on it just because they start from ground up like it's like oh well you're not really doing nothing nah i think um I think when it comes to black people, I think celebrity definitely plays a major part. 
um, these people we're seeing all the time that we have like this certain regard for because we do see them everywhere and doing this, that, and the third. So we are endeared to them when they make a product. But the person who's starting out, we don't show them that same type of um, patronage. I don't know why, but I mean, if something is, um, if something is of quality, you should support it. And all I could think about though is like black entrepreneurs, the thing that we lack in comparison to like big brand names and stuff like that is the financial capital to brand ourselves. And every time I think about branding, I think about like when they, I know this sounds crazy, but like the word brand, like when people have cattle companies. Go ahead, get deep. Go ahead and get deep real quick. When they, when they think they, they get, you know, them cattle companies and they would, you know, take that hot brand and they would sear that cow to show that this is my product. And then I think about like, what is branding? And it's like consistently they're showing us this image and it's getting imprinted into our subconscious. So it's like, that's why yeah, I think about like Steph Curry. So let's say he's a black entrepreneur. You know, he's an athlete and everything, but we all like everybody rejected that shoe he came out with. They were talking bad about it. They called it like the grasshopper, the, the grass cutter 11s, all that type of stuff. But then they took that same shoe and they they switched the emblem on it. They went from Under Armour to like Nike and all that type of stuff. And it looked like a better shoe off of that. So it was like, we're all brainwashed, but we need to be able to break out of that and just be able to look at things for its face value and like, okay, this is a black person who's bringing me something of quality. And even if it isn't where it needs to be, if I support it, it will grow and it's gonna keep the dollar circulating within my community. Yeah, so so two things. Um, <clears throat> to, to Larry and Nick point about, um, you know, black people, I feel like, I don't know if it's like a pride thing or like you said, something that's just been ingrained like over time, but it's something about wanting to appear a certain way or or having certain things, like you said, whether it be something that's unattainable, like 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 those high end brands like Gucci or whatever, because because um, it was I was watching this interview, too, about um, Shaq and, you know, I don't I'm the rough number is like still like I think it was like 15 to 20 million or something that Shaq still makes off of those shoes. But think about like in our head, like nobody wants Shaq's, but it's because we want something that's like quote unquote unattainable and we want to be up or just riding the wave like if it's new oh y'all see I got these new these new J's on or, or this new bag this new Birkin and it's I don't I mean one is the celebrity thing because you want I feel like you're always wanting to kind of well in your head you already know that you're not on that level with with a celebrity so you feel like it's acceptable whereas like we're talking about black people and like that that crabs in a bucket mentality where if it's a local business it's a dude if it's a dude I used to work with and he's selling stuff it's like I don't a lot of people might have that mentality that he's just like me you know what I'm saying so why does he deserve the business or 
why should I buy from him when, you know, when they, it's just that they think they should be in the same position as you, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like that crabs in a bucket mentality as far as like why we can't push further and like push our own brand and, and support ourselves in our own communities because people want something that's established already but it's like white people have have helped white people like we don't get that gucci and like all of those companies it's been millions of people already in italy supporting them like italians support mm-hmm. them but we we see the the fame and like where it's sitting at and not you know when whoever was selling gucci bags then like out of their trunks or whatever so I mean, so how, go ahead. You good, bro? I was just gonna say. I mean, that's real. That's like if to to know to add on to that. If I got somebody like Chris Brown or Kevin Hart to wear a black while in public hoodie, I wouldn't be able to stop the orders. I mean, that's just that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. So, other than looking at celebrities, how do we get in our communities? How do we get people to? buy black purposely, you know what I'm saying? Without, you know what I'm saying, looking at these other brands. Like, how do we actually do that? Like, for instance, like, I, like the hoodie I just wore when we took pictures. Like, is that what we have to do? Like, do mm. we have to put black businesses together? Like, I mean, cool, it's, it's like a, cool business of opt- optical illusions. It's, it's like that, it's, it's the mindset, like what Nick was talking about. Cause it's like, no matter, like, cause you can think it's dope. Like, I mean, cause that's how I kind of shop for like my clothes and stuff. But a lot of people, like, no matter how dope it is or, or what kind of um, uh, promotion you put into it, if it's not like the one thing you could that, which is a, it's a bad like trend to try to like keep up with your business. But if you would do much better, like that hoodie that you was wearing, if old boy was like, I'm dropping it this week. There's only sixty of them. Like people want something like exclusive or, or they think like it's hard to have. Like people want something so they can just be like, well, you ain't got this. Like, you know, kind of like that Kanye line. Like I'm spending all this money just to be like, you ain't up on this. Mm-hmm. Like it's that mindset. I think one thing I'm thinking about, and I just thought about after you said that, I think it's the accessibility. So like, for instance, I, I can just go on Nike.com right now, look at all these websites and find something I want. Like most black companies, I don't find a lot of black companies to where I have a variety of things to search for. Like that's that's just one thing I thought about. But like, but I mean, what you mean? Because I mean, there is black clothing companies, but it's like the what draws you to go on Nike.com is because it's Nike. You know what I'm saying? And not I wanna I want like who had brought up. I I went go I I uh, to go I went looking for it because I was like that's dope. But it was like instead of just searching for a sweatshirt with the kangaroo pocket. Like, I ain't never seen that before. So I'm gonna go search it. And I don't care what website I end up on, you know what I'm saying? But if you go like just casually shopping and you like, I don't know what kind of clothes I want. Let me go on Nike and see what Nike got. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's like a accessibility thing. Cause I mean, you can, it's about like, you can, these black companies have websites, but it's like one, they can't promote like Nike, but it's easy for Nike to promote because Nike's name is a promotion in itself. You know I guess when saying? I say accessibility, it's like, all right, so for instance, if you go to the mall right now, how many mm-hmm. black black companies you see at the mall? Like how many places can you go and actually find like a black a black owned sweater? Like I, I have I I don't see that. Yeah, there's not a lot of storefronts. Um I, I, I feel a- like that's because of support. Like if you if you supported a black business to a certain level, Target would call them. Yep. 
That's like true. if you if you if we push the brand hard enough, JC Penney's would try. And not and the thing is, it's kind of a catch twenty two because all black business owners may not want that commercial exposure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so it's some trade offs, right? Because if you do do well, I said do do. <laughs> but if you if you do well is that trade-off worth it right so if if let's say i don't want to say what's a nice store um i don't know let's say burlington coat factory calls me that ain't a nice store but i'm just saying Dillard's, or, or maybe let's go back all right let's go nordstrom's yeah nordstrom's so a good one. you have a brand let's say black wild and public and Nordstrom's calls you and say, we can distribute this in all of our stores, but we want 40%. Mm. Is that something that's worth it? You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it depends on where you're at, like it's kind of made me think about like Shark Tank, you know, like what are your projections? Like where, how is it going? If, if you're not selling, you know, if you're selling like, 5,000 in a year and you could jump to, you know, selling 500,000 in the next year. I mean, I feel like that's a safe bet. It's still more money than you've ever made and you still the majority holder, but you know, it's, it's just those type of things. Um, I don't know. um, For a situation like that, bro, I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you have more to say? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. All right. So my situation, I would think like, I would think generational, like wise. Like if I put it in JC Penny, that means my family is probably going to be able to to live off this money in the future. Like instead of me just selling like local. That's just how I look at it. Like if you if you just selling local, then you're probably gonna like max out at a certain place. But if you put it into JC Penny, you might end up going to other companies as well as you see them selling at JC Penny or Nordstrom or whatever y'all said. I mean, that's cool and all, but just like the ice cube situation, how long is it gonna be until they cut you off? You can't do what you want to do with your product. But that's when you have to actually like know what you're doing, like have lawyers or have like good contracts. Like I'm pretty sure Ice Cube knew what he was doing as far as like giving them ownership of what he was doing. Like yeah. I'm pretty but, sure he knew that, but he just felt like it was the it best was option. Start. Yeah. Yeah. So but didn't Kanye get in a similar situation where they try to limit him to like once you Per exactly. year or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it was with the. It was the Red Octobers he came out with, and it was like what Nike's highest selling shoe or something like that at the time, and then they were trying to limit him because they said he wasn't an athlete. They said, "Oh well, you're not an athlete, so you can't this, that, and the third. He wanted like creative rights, and he wanted like a certain ownership or percentage of it, and they were trying to hold him back. That's why he ended up going to Adidas." You see, because he felt like they were trying to send me. So it's kind of like you're betting on yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, sometimes it just don't end up as well as you want it to be. I mean, I don't, I don't like, don't get me wrong. The last person to speak anything as far as marketing wise, but my whole take on it, I guess is, is persistence. Like anything you do, like you have to have a foundation. So me, being me, if I was to start some type of branding or or some type of visual or whatever for something, I want to, uh, a product, I want to get to the people, I'll start at home. 
I will start with people I know, pe- people I'm comfortable with. You know, I wear my own product. A lot of people will make something and like still wear the big name products. I I wear mine and like brag about mine to the you know to the fullest. Hey, see what I'm on? I'm I'm clean right now. You know, yeah, this all me. You know, I, I talk like that. I bring that type of energy. And if people, if you can't even get like your hometown, like or places yeah. you've been to, been rooted in for a while, like to be on board, then I, I honestly feel like that's the biggest challenge. I honestly do. Yeah. Like the more people you get on board, and it's plenty of platforms today. A lot of social media, a lot of, uh, a lot of ways to get your stuff out there, and they is like you put them on and they get on their platforms you know other people jump on the train you know and then so on and so forth all all that from coming from your foundation you know your hometown or your your people you're comfortable with your, even your family yeah your, your family should support you too you know if you can't sway them then i mean should you move forward i feel so like i'll go ahead i feel like one thing we need to do is I don't know exactly what state it was in. I feel like we need to local. I mean, to open local like black stores, like like for clothing, like like a co-op. Would, uh, what'd you say? Like a co-op or like a um yeah, kind of yeah. like the kind of like the stockyard. What's that yeah, like o- like open up a store where black owners can go to them and be like, "Hey, can you put this in this store for me? Uh, I'll give you. Well, I'm just gonna say twenty percent of like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like we should have stores like What's that saying? so black so black entrepreneurs can actually make more money and people have one set place to go. Like it's hard to find like, I mean, I can look on social media and find black clothing, but like I'd rather go to the store and actually see it. Like that's just me. I think a lot of times, I think maybe we, sometimes we focus so big too on like, whether it's clothing. It's like the, the things that I always see is clothing, it's food, it's music. Cause you're an entrepreneur if you're, if you're a musician, hands down. Um, it's like, maybe we don't see enough out of the box thinking, I don't know. Um, there was this, uh, movie that came out a while back and was made by this very affluent black man. I forgot his name, but it was like how to sell to the Negro. And one of the things that, um, that was stated in the movie is like when selling to a Negro, don't ever bring him, you know, generic or cheap like you need to bring him name brand it's like because one of the things is the black man had been depressed for so long and the black woman is like they've been depressed for so long it's like they want to have something that shows you know their growth their progress their affluence and it's like i feel like part of the reason why we buy these brand names is because it's like i forgot who was it that said it within this podcast is that we want to project, you know, the wealth and financial stability and that we got it going on. And maybe some people don't see that when they see a black brand, they're gonna be like, oh, you wearing um, your cousin Boo Boo brand he just came up with. Um, it's like, they people can't look at it and be like, oh yeah, I know that's, that costs $5,000 right there. People might be like, oh, where'd you get it from? But like, you see somebody wearing a whole Louis Vuitton suit, the first thing you're thinking is like, oh, this guy's money. This somebody must this somebody must be important. Um, and I think being like it's okay to look nice 
and um, you know, look put well put together. But I think that we need to stop searching for affirmation from other people through our appearance, just by whatever name brand. Like if you want to buy Gucci because you want to buy Gucci, then okay, I get it. it you know that Gucci is known for its quality. I, I can respect that. But if you're wearing it just because this person, like when people see me, they're going to look at me like, dang, this, that's a big baller. I feel like that's detrimental because uh, people will sit here and, and break their whole back to get that stuff and they have no, you know, and it just be struggling in that sense. But um, you just got to push a brand, just like we said, like FUBU, FUBU used to be a thing. Y'all remember FUBU? Yeah. <laughs> and we wore FUBU. It was it was Dame Dash's brand, and I think one other guy. It and was we it was started by Dame and John, the guy from Shark Tank. Oh, that it was that day. It was not Dame Dash. Dame, did, Dame Dash didn't have a hand in it. I don't know how. I know I heard, I've read I heard the story how Dame and John started it. I don't know That's who right. else came on board. And then Fubu just went out. Like I just remember nobody was wearing Fubu anymore. He made his millions and all that, but that was a brand that in my opinion, should have stayed around. I mean, the whole thing was, is like for us, by us. Like that is literally the spirit of this conversation. It's like, it's made by black people, it's for black people. I don't know, maybe, but maybe we, maybe we make things too niche, too niche sometimes. So what do you think happened? You think like uh, maybe it didn't get big enough with the, the big brand, uh, big brands out there or like, what do you think? I think it was, maybe it was too niche because it fell into that urban wear, streetwear category. And people who wore it listen to hip hop. That's about it. Like Polo has been a name brand that's been around for years because people see associated Polo with affluence. I mean, they, they did. Like if people wore it originally, it started originally for the uh, aristocracy and Eng I think it was maybe in England or maybe you know, they, who would go and play polo at these like country clubs. So they started designing these different stuff. That's what Ralph Lauren was doing. And then it just blew up from there. And then people were like, oh, like you remember Carlton was wearing polo on Fresh Prince. So it was considered to be like a rich boy thing. And then it just took off from there. But I feel, like, I feel like it's a thin line though, because you it's kind of like you're saying like it's niche. So like if your brand targets black people mm -hmm. it's too small as far as branding but like it's crazy because black people are taking big brands to the next level and so i think for an entrepreneur like even in our space and weddings it is difficult to try to work the whole system right because we we understand that black people make up a very small portion of the population mm -hmm. um but it kind of it begs the it, it's kind of hard to say that the black dollar isn't big enough when the black dollar is literally making and breaking these huge brands uh, maybe the trick is maybe this is what it is it's like you're gonna get to a point where you quote unquote sell out like you your niche until you get so big that you hit critical mass and you have to expand so it's like I do black, so say black wine public and it goes big and it sells millions. And okay, I could keep making it. I would have to make, keep making variations, but like 
I've always thought about this is like, would a white person buy a black while in public shirt with Africa on it? You know, like would somebody buy, would a white person buy that? Like, would they be able to connect or resonate with that product? It's like, I don't know. I can't predict it. Maybe they might, it might see it as a trendy thing, but for how long? So, I mean, it's stuff like, I feel like for you, you do weddings. I feel like, okay, predominantly you've been doing black weddings because like that's what's in your network. You know, you started out doing people you knew who were black and then, but then it got to a point where it was like people of other races started reaching out to you. And I think that's just all it is. It's, uh, I feel like you're not really in a niche. I think it's just, it is what it is at this moment, but it, it has the potential to expand out beyond that because it's weddings. I mean, everybody gets married. So that's what I that's what I was going to say. Like you're saying, like everybody gets married. And I feel like like the things you had listed off earlier, Nick, like uh, food, uh, clothes and, mm-hmm. and music. music yeah. Is it because the avenues that black entrepreneurs try to get into are they can't they're not as subjective as other things? You know what I'm saying? Like who? Because like you said, let's be honest, you were like, people wear Gucci because a lot, like, because they're aware of the quality. Mm-hmm. But like, are they? Are they really? Like, is it because it's quality or is it because it's Gucci? You know what I'm saying? Whereas- Because it's expensive. It's diff- <laughs> because if it's expensive, but like, it's, it's different if like you were a black jeweler Mm-hmm. You can't front on your product. Like right. those diamonds are object, like it's, these are pure diamonds or they're not, you know what I'm saying? Not as like you were saying, your black and public clothes, like one, the material, like you having to switch up on, but like just from an outside uh, consumer perspective, it's like, I mean, I honestly would just want to wear it because it says black while in public. Like I like the trendy look and not mm-hmm. just, you know, you know, not being able to decipher actual quality it's like so when i looked at black while in public i started looking i looked at black pyramid first by chris brown remember black pyramid like people were wearing it a lot and then mm-hmm. now i really don't see people wearing black pyramid like it was hot for like a like a like two years maybe and then now it's like i i don't even see a black pyramid like maybe i see it in like dtlr and that's, and that's that, what I was going to say. And then it's kind of like, because think about that, the quality on his clothes hasn't changed, but when you could get it is 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 changed. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it being a limited release on his website, like you're saying, it's in DTLR now or or whatever. Authentics. Y'all remember Authentics in the moment? I do remember yeah. Authentics. Yeah. God. So You know what I'm saying? So just that, I, I think that has a lot to do with it like the the product and and the business you're trying to go after like leaving it up to being such a subjective thing whether you know where far as you can get like actual quality product and being able to measure that you know it's tough man it's like so do you guys think we need to do a better job as a community because i've been reading this book called the millionaire next door and I, I haven't I haven't been reading the book first off. I use audiobook and I listen to books. If y'all want to sponsor our podcast, we would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to this book, and one of the things that the book opened up talking about is 
wealthy people don't look like what most people would envision as wealth, Thanks. right? Whether that's clothes, whether it's the cars you drive. Like I literally live in an apartment complex and there are people with $70,000 Range Rovers who stay in apartments. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know that's, I don't know who drives the car. So I don't know if it's a race thing or I don't know if it affects one community more than another. But I think a lot of people have their own perception of what wealth looks like. But in America, the wealthy don't always look like what we see on TV. It's true. Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely. So what are, you, what are you asking, Cool? Do we need to no, do a better job or what? As a community of just like that kind of like that, ed, that financial literacy piece of saying whether we buy in black or not, where do we find our value as a community, right? Because mm. I mean, now, because I went to an HBCU, I do see people who came out of college and they're celebrating like I'm a homeowner, right? Mm-hmm. And, and those big momentous things. But most times you do see people, you know, and this is no shade, but you see people on Facebook and they're standing in front of really nice cars and they say like, this is a blessing. I just want to thank God for this car and their car payment may be more than their rent. And you're like, is it a blessing or is it, you know, not to come for nobody, you know, everybody deserves whatever they want to have. But I don't don't worry about that. Talk about it. We just talking. (laughs) I mean, this is real talk though. Yeah. Cause I've seen that. Some people need to hear this. (laughs) I've definitely seen people $600 plus car payments and you stay with like three or four people. And I'm not talking about your wife and kids. Yeah. So like, how do we justify that? Or how do we help our community realize like we may have to place some value in things other than those, you know, materialistic things. So you're saying like how to like reach out to them, like how to get their attention, you know, right. as far as, cause I get what you said. Like, is like, I know tax, y'all do that in the season. military. I seen military people drive the best cars and I live in Fayetteville. And they be coming to me on AER rep. They be asking me for loans all the time. Bro. Try to push their lawns through. Bro. I mean, I've been, I mean, I was that guy at one point in time. I'm not even gonna flex. Like, I so, mean, I so, wasn't I wasn't I wasn't smart enough to even know, you know what I'm saying, how now, to live financially. Now, now, do you say that stems from like just your childhood, like how you grew up, like wanting to have that that's what the, I was about to hit? Because I know I don't even okay. Oh, I'm about to say because I know like I've gone out and on and on an impulse buy and you know and bought something that I immediately regretted after I bought it. But it's like I always wanted this. I always wanted this. Like for like I feel like I'm trying to make up for what I didn't have when I was a kid. Like I used to see people with it and it's like, dang, I want that. And then I go and I get it. And it's like, I feel like it's the same thing. Like you wanna you wanna have that nice car when you're driving down the street and people see you. You know? I, so so me personally, I didn't even, I don't think it was my childhood, bro. It was just like me growing up fast. Like, bro, like, yeah, I think about it. I went to the military, got married. Uh, I mean, I needed a car, so I got a car. It wasn't like I was trying to get the, the best car, but as far as like interest rate, I was just like, I'm, I'm approved for a car, let me get a car. Like, I wasn't like into the interest rate. I didn't know. Okay, when I'm moving to an apartment, I got to have furniture. Mm. I don't have $2,000 to go buy a furniture set right off top. So right. I'm gonna go get some, some furniture and finance it. That was the stupidest thing I ever done, but that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know. 
but I didn't have somebody be like, hey, go to a thrift store. Go, You might be able to find furniture there. Like, I didn't have that person tell me that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I just didn't know. I don't think my childhood had anything to do with that. And, and it's like what you see, too, because what about is low dominate? Would you have wanted to, you know what I'm saying, in the situation that you were in? Like, of course, I, you know, if you were working towards something better, but that two thousand dollar furniture that you couldn't afford, would you have felt any like less successful if I mean, all your bills were still paying? You, you was putting a, a roof over your, your wife and kids head, but you your your couch and your love seat don't match and you got you know a table from the thrift store you know what i'm saying i think that's what cool is saying that it kind of stems from like changing the narrative of what we think is wealthy too you know what i'm saying without risking you know actually losing money like the fact that we don't if we see a a nice car like a maserati driving down the road where like that person is rich you know what i'm saying where now like of course like who was saying most of the time they you can't even afford their car note but if somebody's driving a 94 honda that looked like bill gates or like it is bill gates driving a 94 honda we like like it's it's like we don't even pay attention to it you know what i'm right. saying where it's like we should be learning from those people and those certain things but like you can't even we can't even get into the door of of learning from these certain people because of our perception from the outside and like we, they don't even have money like we don't think they have money oh my god i when mean you, it's, oh go ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead go ahead it's like when trey when you said that though it made me think about muhammad ali did an interview and they asked muhammad ali they were like how are you 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 talk against uh materialism but you have a Rolls Royce in the car, in the garage, and this, that, and the third. And he was like, I, I, I have two Rolls Royces. And um, he was like, I don't talk against materialism. He's like, if you want to have nice things, whatever. He was like, the reason why I get these things is because people like to see wealth. It was like, I mean, just saying what you were saying is like, he was like, I have the Rolls, the, the pretty cars and a nice house. And I sit in my house and I, they say, oh, Mr. Ali, we'll see you in 20 minutes. And I wait 30 minutes to come down. So that way they have to think about what they're going to say to me. He was like, just because, you know, putting up, you know, that perception, people are going to listen to what I say even more. He was like, uh, uh, he said, Elijah Muhammad lived in a shack at one point and people, and then his, all the preachers and all them were saying, oh, well, if he's so blessed by, is like, if he's of God, then why isn't he blessing him? You know, why isn't he sitting in a nice, a nice car and all that type of stuff? Like, we look at people who drive the nice cars as being successful and all that type of stuff because it's the stuff that we want. It's, you know, it's it's a marker of success when it, in reality, it really isn't. You but, could be- And speaking I mean, of fair, I, Farrakhan's backyard look like the Garden of Eden. I just want to throw that hey, out but there. Aren't we, aren't we taught that perception is reality? We are. So, yeah. I mean, I think that that goes with that, bro. Like, that's why people think that way. But the crazy thing about it is perception is nowhere near reality. True, that's true. I'm just saying, because but that's what we talk. You could rent that Maserati and be on a uh, a pallet, or <laughs> or for uh, my non-country listeners, like an air mattress or something. You know what I'm saying? And so I definitely think we have a long ways to go because you know you you think people will buy all this stuff. Y'all talked about Gucci, all these nice brands, and not own stock. 
And so your counterparts are buying stock in these companies and they're getting richer. And you got all the Gucci stuff that's going to go out of style. Like, think about how many dope things are not relevant right oh. now. Like, clothes depreciate. The only good thing about being as an adult is, like, usually you don't, you're the same size, so you can still fit it. But, like, I used to have this, um, what kind of shirt was it? It might have been, like, this fake Gucci shirt with all these nah, letters and stuff. No, nah, Coogee. Coogee, yeah. Coogee, Bro, I was so Coogee embarrassed guy. to wear that shirt after <laughs> a, few, a year. You know, it's like, it's crazy, but like, it's crazy because now I'm at a place where I've made more money than I've ever made, but I be buying clothes from Walmart because I'm like, I don't need no $300 pair of jeans. Even though you can afford it, but you can afford it, right? Right. It's like, dang, like what? Because I actually, I was listening to a show today and we kind of talked about this on a a past episode. But the guy made a really good point. He said, some people, their goal is to have just enough to take care of their family. And this is from a a very spiritual standpoint. But he was kind of saying that philosophy is selfish, right? Because like on this earth, our purpose is bigger than we are, right? And so your impact on this earth, whether that's your your great, great grandkids to come or just people in your community, you can help so many people when you maximize your resources. Um, And some people just do just enough, right? Um, And I know one of the topics was kind of talking about, a lot of people talk about stepping out on faith. Is it realistic for people who have a lot of responsibilities to actually step out on faith and kind of try to get into these entrepreneurial or investment type opportunities? Mm. I think they go I think they good I think I mean as simple as it goes from what Larry was saying I feel like last episode um you know like priority list you know what I'm saying like you do have a priority and you you just make a list you know what I'm saying and and you can check off and wherever that stepping out on on faith lies like don't jeopardize if it's number three don't jeopardize two and one if that's your kids and your family you know what i'm saying right um i think there, there's the saying that god will not give you more that you can than you can bear but there was something that uh my first song used to say he was like don't carry anything that your chest can't handle so don't give me a second i'm sorry um so like like me, man, I think to be personal, um, like me right now, there are things that I want to do in life, but I'm at a point where I don't have the, the ample amount of time that I would like. The pay is, is decent, but it's the, it's the time. So my thing is, I feel like there's levels to get to another point and if I can get to the next level and open this door, you know, then I'd be able to open, go through these different avenues. I feel like, you know, it's like there's a ladder and you get on one step and you can reach this certain branch on a tree. You take another step up then you can, you know, pick more fruit off and the higher you go, the better the fruit can be. And the more you can, you know, put into your basket. And it's, you just got to take, be able to take those steps. And me, I have kids. And I need to have a certain level of stability 
in order to, you know, properly care for them and then go and expand my resources. But first and foremost, I need to be able to make sure that everything is good at home and we have a good homeostasis and stability. And then outside of that, then I can, I can take, I, if I was single in terms of like not having any um, responsibility to a person other than myself, then I feel like I, I could take whatever risk or chance. Uh, I, could, I could sleep in my car somewhere, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be that it, that big of an issue. It's like, because it's just me. And I know that I could sacrifice my comfortability to do whatever, if I know whatever, but I'm not willing to, you know, sacrifice my kids or their well-being or their experience with me. I feel like me, I'm going to use stepping out on faith as an absolute last resort. I'm going to grind until I can't grind no more. And if it ain't looking good for me, I'm going to pull out my ace card. That's when I step out on faith. Like, that's the only way I, I, I see that, like, working for me. Like, I'm, 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 I guess you can say I'm kind of different. I, like, I can, I'm selfish with my money. I don't want to let it go. I see something to see the price, be like, oh, no, I got it. I don't want to, I don't want to spend it. Then I turn around and be like, heck, man, I work hard. Why can't I just get this from me? I'm going to do it. You know, so I'm in between. But when it ever come to the point where I have to step out on faith, like, it's, it's probably going to be an eye-opener for me. Like, because obviously, I don't lost my way. <laughs> like, like Trey was saying, uh, rebuttal what I was talking about with priorities. Obviously, I don't mess my priorities up. And that ain't, that ain't it. That, that's how I feel about it. So if you're able to like still take care of your family financially, you wouldn't like step out on faith. Like, so you're saying you'll only do it if you're rock like, bottom. Yeah, if you rock bottom. So you would like if you have a dream, you wouldn't do it while you're content, like you're good. Like you'll just be content. What you mean have a dream? It's just like I said, I I grind and work for it. Okay, I got okay, I, I guess I get that. Cause it's it sounded like you were saying like you are only step out on faith if you're rock bottom. That's what it sounded oh, like. Oh no, no, no. So so same thing in, in in uh you said if I had a dream like I was trying to do, I'ma work, I'm gonna work, 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 work. If I hit a dead end and another I I say like three roadblocks, three dead ends, like I'm probably gonna like, you know, I'm gonna step out on faith then. Yeah. It ain't just gonna be no, oh well, I'm only gonna do it unless I'm I'm broke. No. Nah. It applies to everything. Yeah. So, so just me personally, I'm still working on my faith in general, like just yeah. in general. So I haven't even got to the point where I can step out on faith because I'm still working on my faith just in general. Yeah, all but, you need um, is a mustard seed. That's real. But that's why, like, I'm holding myself back for sure. There's a lot of things I wanted to try in life. Like this podcast right here, like, I guess this could be me stepping out on faith because, you know, initially I didn't want to do it. I was the person I mean, that don't like being in front of the camera. You got you got too much doubt, Dominique. Hmm? Yeah. Hey, that's that's real. I mean, I know that though. Like, I know my weaknesses. Like, I'm not a person that's that don't see my weaknesses. But um, that's just how I think, bro. So. But now yeah. you TikTok crazy. <laughs> yeah. But TikTok not really stepping out on faith. I'm talking about like. I mean, I guess you can monetize from that, but I'm not. That's just like for fun, what, bro. I'll be bored. What What is it that you want to step out on faith on? 
it's a number of things, bro. Um, starting an AAU basketball program. Like you hear something simple about that. like that. Uh, yeah, maybe potentially like, starting a small business. Like you know what I'm saying, yeah. anything like that. Like it's I, like I, I don't know if it's because I'm scared of failure. I think that's the biggest thing to me. I'm scared of failure. Mm-hmm. I'm more scared of failure than stepping out of faith. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people in our communities we have a different perspective of the value of some of the things that are achievable, right? So we kind of talk about stepping out on faith. I feel like there are some people in the white community, stuff that we would consider stepping out on faith, they consider like basic economics. Every day. You know, like we like, oh no, I'm not gonna take out a loan to get a rental property and pay a $500 a month mortgage. But to them, it's like, this ain't a sacrifice. This is just, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like sometimes, like even I feel like there are people in our communities, not to say that only people in our communities do this, but there are people in our communities that don't pay into their 401k at all because they want their check to be as high as possible. And I don't know if it's like, we don't understand it as well, how it works long-term or if we just don't if we've never seen the value of like there are people who are janitors that graduate that that retire with a million dollars like we never seen that we've seen people work till they die right Mm -hmm. and so we don't necessarily attribute these risks to being valuable or something that may get us out of our current situations if that makes sense so all right so Cause what you said as far as about the 401k, like kind of just don't know. Like I got to the point now where I'm paying into it, but initially like TSP in the military, I didn't want to pay into it. I didn't really know it, know much about it. You know what I'm saying? It took me a while. It's thrift savings plan. plan. It's pretty much like the 401k for the military. It's pretty much the same thing. So do y'all think like they should teach us this stuff in high school or is it like a problem? Cause I guess like in the, in the white household, they probably teach that in the household. Mm. So like, is it the parents' job to teach it to their kids? Or should we have like a community center that, you know what I'm saying, that teach the kids? Like how should that work? Why not it sh- both? It should be in school. Just Because like I feel like I feel like parents don't know as well. Like I feel like a lot of parents don't know. So, that, <laughs> but, so the community would be better because the parents and the kids could attend. Because I mean, at this point, I'm kind of- Parents can teach the kids. Because at this point, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable, but just like thinking about- Everybody in general as a whole, like I don't feel like a lot of people really are that educated financially. Yeah, yeah. I think most people don't get it. Like even little things that you just don't realize that like a lot of people don't understand that your rent payment may be more than someone's home mortgage. Mm-hmm. And like there are people, I've heard of stories of people who parents pass away and they never knew they were renting their home and so like their parents passed away and you're thinking this is a family home and you find out they've been renting this home for 30 40 years That's and you like wow like they paid all that money all those years and it's gone you know I was gonna say I mean because I feel like like you was asking me like where it needs to happen like cool said um the experience, bro, and it's like in in white households, it's it's life, it's living, and it's cool. Like Nick said, I mean, if you want, 
like we could open up you can learn it in school or or learn like have classes and stuff but because i mean we need the resources but it has to be like a generational thing and actually living it it's kind of like the same way with with language you know what i'm saying like a lot of bilingual uh kids they didn't learn you know in a class and it's the same way like we would be fluent in in other languages if we learned i mean if we uh learned it in the home or if school or those classes actually work rather than actually living it you know what i'm saying yeah so for me like it's sad because the only reason i'm really learning financially is because i learned through failure like i learned through a lot of mistakes i made coming up and it's like sad because like you could think of black households where you you got a two-year-old in the house and they got a, a light bill in their name like that's telling you a lot about the black household and i've seen that a lot like i've seen like people sue their parents because their credit is messed up by the time they get out of high school because their parents have stuff in their name. So that's just telling you how the black household isn't, I'm not gonna say they all financially illiterate, but a lot of us are. Yeah, and like Trey even said with experience, like y'all know my mom made pretty good money. And like one of the things she told me was never buy a timeshare, right? Yeah. And so, being somebody who made good money, she thought she was flexing. She thought she was stepping up in life. I'm going to buy this timeshare. We're going to have somewhere to vacation. But you don't know. It's a whole bunch of y'all paying the same mortgage on this same one place that you can only go for a couple weeks out of the year. Right? Not knowing that, like, it wasn't a smart move. And so it, I do agree. It is crazy that, like, most of the things we learn is from failure. All right. And so to go into the last topic um, for today, do you guys think that home behavior should impact your career or your overall job? And the reason I I say this is because we all know Kirk Franklin has been getting ran all over for getting into an argument with his oldest son. Um, They were cursing. There was some some foul words um and a lot of people got a lot to say about it and i know i think the one difference in this case is he is quote unquote a man of faith um and that plays a big role into his career and what he does but how do you guys feel overall about that situation and then also in general does what you do at home should that impact your workplace he was wrong period i gotta hear this why was he wrong so I'm about to, so Kirk is a public figure. He is a whole public figure and he is a, a member of, he's, he's basically a clergyman. His music is about the gospel and he stands beside preachers and all these other people and ministers. He's a minister of music. Now I get that you getting into with your son and y'all getting a heated conversation but one, his, his son foul too, period. His son is foul. But you're having people, you're putting the perception as a clergyman or whatever, you're putting out this perception of purity and chasteness and piety. And you're at home cussing your son out, calling him everything but a child of God and even saying GD. 
like you saying gd like you're this profess you know this like oh first it was the porn he was addicted to porn i gave him the pass on that but this it's like i can never really like take you all the way seriously whenever i hear you up there outside them tight suits because now every time i see you i see you cussing your son out talking about you gonna break his neck and all that type of stuff like i get your kids gonna make you mad and piss you off but bro so you saying he distorted his image like that like that's it for kurt franklin is it any redemption it's probably not gonna it's probably not it for kurt franklin think, but you don't right. you don't think nick that you can be holy in two different places yeah. is that, that i was, I was about to people oh yeah, Let's go like the last issue week. No, 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 no. Because holiness <laughs> is kind of like truthfulness. It's Persistent not like loyalty perception. or disloyalty. It's two different things. That's your perception. But I think the issue is that no, people no, are trying no, to no, look no. At, I think that people are trying to look at him like he's like he's Jesus or God himself. He's like, not Jesus. He's not but perfect, he, bro. Like he, he is a representation. He is a representation of what is supposed to happen when you fully accept Jesus into your life. No, I disagree. He is. He is. A, he is. That is no, what he is. No, he's well, not. People, people are just not. If TD Jakes, if you call TD Jakes cussing somebody out, what he's would you not. think that would do to TD Jakes? He's not. First of all, he's not perfect. He, without sin, cast the first stone. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me tell you this. Right. So I think, example. I think your perspective is the biggest issue with the black church, period. And the reason I say this, right, because if you go to a hospital. You're going to say everybody in this hospital is sick, right? Does that mean that that people, the hospital makes people sick? Sick people go to the hospital, right? The same way as people who need God are broken people. The church is a place mm -hmm. for broken people. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the church is broken. And we have painted this picture that you're supposed to be pure. You're supposed to be great. You're a human. You wouldn't be at the church if you weren't broken. So you threw up his porn addiction as, a, as something against him or like him cursing. Like, bro, that is the reason he's in the church is because he's broken. Like and even people, even people who are in the church, they do sin the same way doctors get sick as well. And so you may be the doctor, you may be the lead example of what healing looks like. But if you catch COVID, you got COVID and you sick too. The so like, who are and we? guess what? And guess what? If you got COVID, you ain't going to get to operate on nobody. Oh, that's, that's tough too. That's tough. Okay. All right. But you can heal though. Okay. And you don't lose your job. Yeah. Okay. That man he, shouldn't have been <laughs> violated, man. Like he shouldn't have been recorded. And it ain't nobody business uh, what him and his son got going on or how he talking to his son, how his son talking to him. His son was trying to expose him like, this is the real Kirk Franklin. It don't even matter. <laughs> That's like, okay, like you said, though. his son trash too. But <laughs> like, sure, he trash for that it, too. It don't, it don't even matter. Like he, people worry about him because he he a big name. That's the only reason they even like, like worried about it. But you got the same like pastors and, and deacons and ministers doing the same exact thing that you see every day going to probably your church they do the same thing but you don't know that like people try to account for everybody what they do when no one's looking or or when no one's hearing them i okay i get a man is a man is a man but you wouldn't have a wolf lead a flock a sheep like Bro, it, so that's what I, that's what I asked. It's you, like the like, blind leading the blind. Thing. No, it's not. So does he get redemption or no? How can you lead broken people if you ain't been broke? 
Like you have to. You got to be, be broke before, but you can't be currently broken. Yes, you can, bro. Christianity oh. is not you're never broke again. That's not what Christianity is you about. You can't. You God cannot. died to save us, bro. Like that ain't Christianity. Is that once you right, get so, saved? So let me ask you this: What? What? To what? So would you let the wino bum on the corner lead a church, bro? If you made a mistake, are you still your son's father? Of course. Okay, then. Your son ain't going to wake up because of a mistake you made yesterday and not respect you as his father. You still so have you that dis- role in his life. So do you disagree when the, when churches ask pastors to step down from their position? No, because they have a choice of who leads them. What I'm saying is you can't condemn somebody for sin because we all sin. You said they have a choice. They have a choice. Them. So then the people that's who different. listen that's, to his music have a choice of whether or not that he still provides them that ministry to them. I never said that he couldn't provide me- that people had could not listen to him. But I'm saying we can't condemn him for being a bad person. I didn't say especially he was a bad person. when like you got that perspective and it's that's the crazy thing cuz like everybody who has that perspective like who has the right to have that perspective? Like is your life so great that you can sit back and say, "You know what? You fell short, Kurt. You don't deserve the platform you're on." Like, I am how, not trying to be that? a gospel, like I'm not trying to be a, a church figure because I know that I am not on that level. Like I know I'm not on another level. Why would I want to go and portray that? That's like, all right, that's like a TD Jakes was pimping hookers. That's not the same. <laughs> you jumped out. That, that is extreme, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, that's extreme though. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying if you're a pastor and you're molesting kids, it's okay. I'm not saying those extreme cases, but like getting mad and arguing with your son, I don't think that means you don't know God no more. He broke a commandment though. You, have you broken any? Of course I have. Everybody has. Everybody's in church. Where are the perfect? Where are the perfect sin, bro? At? Like <laughs> there aren't any. That's the problem, I get, bro. There I know perfect it. ones. I think. I think what my thing is is this: is that. If we're if if we're gonna, we, I feel like there has to be a cap somewhere. Like there can't be, bro. That's what God Jesus died. For. Like Christianity is about love, bro. You gotta have like, some type of cap. Oh, no, there's not go buck wild and act this like is animals. Not, bro, you said this a, is a not cap. Religion. <laughs> so so, like, you, so you can do certain things, but is you can you can do too much of certain things. That you Give saying a by cap. a cap? Give us a cap. I can you, I can probably you, show you. Y'all you y'all have past. y'all have. Y'all have yeah. service, right? And y'all eat afterwards. And you see your pastor like eat a whole plate. He he full, but he go get dessert. It, that ain't gluttony. That's he, gluttony. He's sitting right pastor in front of fat. y'all. So now now he can't be your pastor no more. <laughs> we we need to start looking at him differently. Nick, I ain't gonna be no man. pastor. <laughs> man, Nick tripping, bro. Y'all, it ain't My gonna be no pastor. And it's complete. It's completely opposite because Nick would Nick. It's like you discrediting like all the work that he still puts in before like the like you said you brought up his porn addiction but you don't know the hours that he spent in the church praying for forgiveness and then even like you don't bro and then it's the same way you would be mad if you made a certain uh, mistake that people just discredit everything you did before and the work that you put in and like you're like we should look at nick differently now you just said last week people like depending on what you do 
you don't think you should be looked at differently. I think uh, when it comes to people in, in, within the clergy or within that <laughs> religious aspect, I put them in a completely different box. He's not. First of all, he's not That's a the pastor. problem, though, bro. <laughs> first of all, he's not a pastor. Stop saying it like he's the pope. He's a minister. He is a musician, bro. He is a minister. <laughs> you are saying it like he is the pastor, guy in sheep. You keep talking about sheep and wolves. He is an entertainer. He is a musician. So why are you looking at them different? Because they they going to church and they're trying to better themselves. Like they're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Why do you Okay, I'm gonna say this. His music, I'm not gonna say he can't do his music. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna, but I will say that he's wrong. I'm gonna say that he's wrong and that like nobody when he, he apologized. Right. When he <laughs> apologized, I was like, Yeah, bro, like you better apologize. That's how I felt. Like you better apologize. You but better. then who are you but, though? Like, but he wouldn't no, apologize no, you if better. no one brought it to light though. Like if he just shrugged it off and was like, "Hey, it is what it is," I would have been like, "But he didn't." So what are you mad at right now? Like he made him. No, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, like he was wrong. Like the question was, like, should that affect his his per his personal life? In his case, yes, it should. No, not his personal no, life. His professional. Not, life. Yeah, his, profe his professional. I, life. I well, yeah, no, his you, professional you, life. Excuse you me. don't miss work. You don't mix work at home like with with no career like you got going on. You don't do it. You don't mix it. So what's the difference between like me bringing my army problems home and then going to work and bringing my home problems to, to the army so my soldiers can see me going through this, this, and that and affecting my work? It's the same thing with him. If he got this going on with his son, he cuts his son out. That's, that is what it is. He you don't think so? GD, he was saying GD and everybody, he's supposed to be an example. It's like, Okay. So he's he, so he's okay. to a higher okay. standard okay. because he's a celebrity. Okay. That's, so that's what you're saying. All right. That's like cool. You are a health professional. You saying me? Oh, okay. I thought yes. you were saying. If cool, if bro. you if you got out here and you was at home and somebody got a recording of you saying that you know forget that COVID. I don't care. I ain't even getting no real vaccine. Da da da. Do you think that should affect your and you know that affect your professional life, Larry? You're a soldier. If somebody got a recording to you saying "F America, death to America," do you think that should affect your your professional standing? That that's so. I mean, extreme. It, it, though. You're telling me it is that I'm putting public. That example is number one is affecting the public perception of the safety of a vaccine, and I have a hope to do like I have oaths and I have professional responsibilities. I feel like what I tell my child should, if I told my child they not gonna get that vaccine, that shouldn't impact my job. Kirk has he didn't, an oath to he God. didn't curse out somebody at the church. He was talking to his child. He talked to his loved one like that. Like like they was some man on the street. His adult loved one. You've never who, argued who, who, with who a gave family him, Who gave him that same energy? Yeah, we, we didn't talk about that. Cause the energy his son gave him would have led to me cussing too. Yeah, his sure. adult loved one who gave him the exact same energy. I don't care if I'm a pastor of the church, uh, a clergyman, or, or whatever. It don't matter. He's going to yeah, get I that mean, same I energy. Feel like, I feel like Cool just, I mean, Cool gave the perfect example at the beginning, Nick. Like, your job as a father, like, it wouldn't be affected by a mistake you made. And that's your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, the mistakes you made, which, of course, like, you know, keep that to you. Should Kyle look at you any different as a father? And as an example for him, no, you still want, you're to, like, I'm still a good a example certain, for Kai as a man, right? To a certain extent, yeah, you're going to have to be accountable within your child's eyes, as all of our our fathers are. But do you still feel like you're a good example as a man to Kai? 
and what I feel a man like I could be. be I could definitely. Yeah, be that's not. Better. I'm just saying right now. No, I don't feel like I'm think, a terrible man. No, I don't. No. So okay. you you're right. You're gonna be held accountable for your actions in his eyes, but you still his father. It's not gonna stop you from being his father. Though. Okay, and he didn't stop being his father. We're not talking about his relationship with his son. We're talking about no, we're talking about his, his professional job. life. Mm-hmm. No, you. There's an expectation. You're saying people shouldn't expect the same thing from him because he made a mistake. He shouldn't be leading and talking about Jesus because he messed up. What if somebody said you shouldn't be a father because you made mistakes? So you should just go ahead and sign over your parental rights to, to the mother of your children because you messed hey man, up. That it's not. It's different. That's biological. <laughs> I mean, you you want to first of, of all, God, we're talking God, about the exact same thing. He made a mistake with his son. Like this is the exact same no, scenario. No, we're talking about professional life. This is talking about the effect on a professional life. You're talking about my uh, my relationship with my son. It's completely different. Okay, if the son mess up, right, and do this, this, and that, is he no longer the son to his father? No, it's still biological. Like we're talking. No, about it's not because it's think spiritually. All right, you messed up in your father's eyes, right, as a, as a child. So, do like he disown you now? Do he not claim you anymore, or are you still his son? You always gonna be a son biologically. That is your son. But Nick, and you just said, I just said, you said spiritually. You said, and yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like spiritually, we're talking. Just said, yo, now was just, now was just professional, Nick. But you was like, no, he took an oath to God. So and like, and then we don't get no God. higher than that. <laughs> and then we, then we talking spiritually now. Is we're it, talking about just, from a just spiritual level standpoint. Per- from a spiritual standpoint, like you said, he he's supposed he to be a man of faith, and that's that's truth in itself, right? Okay, from a spiritual from a spiritual standpoint, you are supposed to have be able to come there with a clean conscience. Like, if you're going to lead these people, that's not like, Bible though. Like, what have you heard about the disciples and their stories? Like, that ain't Bible. God didn't okay. use perfect people. That He's never done that. Name they one perfect person perfect, that no. God used. Like, and, and he's still they, be, they weren't perfect, but they became righteous on their walk. His story is not over. The story's not over, bro. You when writing they, them off. When they, when they entered into ministry, full-on ministry with God, you didn't you don't hear know. about them. What you about Judas? What about Judas? Judas Judas was not in full ministry. He was following Jesus, but he was not a minister. Bro. He was not an apostle. He was a disciple. So you telling me he won't do more than Kirk doing? How you how you not in ministry? You following bro, Jesus all he himself? Used to do was ha- he handled the money for Jesus. That's what he did. You walking with Jesus. But you're not in ministry, Nick. You walk with Jesus. I don't even got to argue think, with you no more. I think, you don't look, agree I, that. He was look, an entourage. Let, let's stop. Bro. Jesus was doing can, all the ministry. I think what we can agree you know, here I is, these flyers is that, out. look, I wow. think what we can agree here is that Nick's bag of stones is empty. That's all we're saying. He done threw the first stone. That's all we're saying. <laughs> I think we can agree on that. <laughs> That's bro, the only Bible verse no you know. And it's completely, yeah. I can't even argue with Nick on this, bro. <laughs> bro, it's completely opposite from your stance last week, though. That's what's got me crazy. That's you, what's funny, too. Yeah. Because the mistakes last <laughs> week that you made couldn't even be applied to other areas. You said what happens in one relationship cannot mm-hmm. be applied to another. That's what you said last week. Okay. So his relationship with his son should not have a relationship <laughs> with his professional career. You made that point. His last professional week, career is with God. And God is all encompassing. No, it's not. His That's relationship. spiritual. It's, him and God is spiritual. Exactly. His music We're is professional. Spiritual. His music is professional. Right. But it's directly tied into his spiritual. Nick, you his music yourself. cannot exist without the spiritual factor. Y'all go listen to last week's episode. Where am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Will we know who Kirk Franklin Will we know who Kirk Franklin is if it wasn't for his spiritual genre? 
Bro, but, but the point of Christ and Christianity has nothing. Christianity is, bro. He was he's addicted to porn, bro. Christianity has nothing to do with perfection. That's your mistake. You you're trying to make apples and oranges. There is oh, no expectation God. for we no one to about be perfection. perfect. We're talking about striving for the perfection, bro. We all sin. No sin is greater than sin. another. Yes. No sin is greater than another. So whether he cursed out his son or he ate too much, it's the hold same. Hold up, now. hold up. Some uh, sins are punishable by death, like and some Jesus. wasn't. Let me just say that. It <laughs> is the same, bro. <laughs> no sin is greater than another, bro. You clean some, or unclean. Some, some sins was punishable by punishable by death, and some wasn't. We just gonna I'm gonna throw that out, there. bro. Yeah, that's you right. either unclean or you clean. <laughs> I don't want to go back to this argument. I'm gonna but get off either, this. I'm gonna get off of this call. You say it's about that time, Dominique. By that time, <laughs> y'all talking about that. You either unclean or you clean. I don't know what y'all talking about. Uh, I wasn't. And we all that. unclean. Hey, Nick, I'm looking forward to these comments on this subject, bro, because this, this is, Look at I didn't comments, expect man. this conversation. You didn't think I was going to go there, did you? I got worried, bro. We was up here the whole time. I don't know if you're being skipped like, right now. Up. You just saying some blasphemous stuff, or you really mean what you're saying right now? I'm, bro, I am dead serious. It's contra. It, bro, I hold people who decide to go into ministry at a higher regard. There is a bigger expectation from them. Why? From me. Because Why? I got to take you seriously. I got to take you seriously. If you, you out here and you do, seriously. if you're doing just like me, but then you're like, yeah, man, Jesus. I was like, but I just saw you at the strip club. What you doing? So, like, I'm how can about, I? I'm, I'm done for the He day. was there praying for the strippers. I'm done for the day. Y'all know my heart. Trust and believe. Bro, hit he the outro. Put, he had to put his hands on him. Please, Lord, don't let the cheeks clap too hard. We're going to leave Nick sitting in his righteousness. Look. I'm striving to be more righteous, but I can't listen to you if I'm striving to be righteous. Who asked you, you to listen? He never asked righteous. you to listen to him. First off, he, he didn't ask pastor, you to bro. listen. Hey, he, he didn't ask you, you hey. to subscribe to him. That's hey. your choice. If it was TD Jakes, what would you say? Bro, same thing, ain't... bro. I got my own walk with Christ. I'm just asking. If TD Jakes was up here in You don't Memphis, think he cussed his daughter out when she was 13 and got pregnant? No idea. You don't think he got upset and no said idea. something he he would regret? No idea. My 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 father hasn't even cussed me out. Ever since he became a deacon of the church. But there's a whole <laughs> list of stuff he I'm done pretty did. Sure, I'm pretty sure dad did some other stuff, bro. Yeah, he Enough. probably did. All right. Ain't no problem. I know, me, I hey. know exactly what he did too, but I hey, ain't going to that. My uh, dad smacked stuff. me before. Shoot. But all right, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to leave it here, man. We got some crazy stuff going on the podcast. Y'all let us know in the comments what you guys think. Make sure you like, subscribe, uh, hit that notification bell on YouTube. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We will talk to you guys next week on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.